Hello, my friends, and welcome to the podcast for the 11th day of February. I'm Paul White. We are walking through the Gospel of Mark, and we're going to jump in in a moment to the story where Jesus has been healing and and uh, healing many afflictions, and Mark gets into this story about unclean spirits. We'll get there in a second, um, but I want to start by introducing you to the sermon to expect tomorrow. Every Sunday, we put a full-length sermon up from our travels If we don't have one from our travels, we'll put one up that we record during the week because the Sunday sermon drop has been a part of this ministry uh, since we've been doing online. Since online has been the major outlet of our ministry, we don't miss a Sunday with something new. I think in very, very rare, and I'm talking less than a handful of instances in the past decade and a half, we've put something recycled up on a Sunday, and it's like a last case scenario. Well, no recycling this week. I'm not trying to drop that on you. I, I just let you know that it's important to me to put new things up. The thing that comes up for you tomorrow is a sermon called Faith Challenged. Past tense, uh, but really an ongoing thing. What I mean by that is it's a message where we we take a look at Mark 1, where Jesus calls the disciples. This is a, a, a topic that we were on last week a little bit with the message called the kindness of God. But we really get into faith. What does it mean to actually follow Jesus? And so we do some comparisons between general faith and specific faith. Because when we define general faith, we'll do it one way. But when we define specific faith, we need to do it another way. And so there's a call to faith in the Bible, and then there's a call to faith in Jesus in the Bible. And so we deal with those, this constant tension as to what that means. This is a sermon where we give a couple of challenges. I call them faith challenge number one and faith challenge number two. And I admittedly, that's not the only challenges that we should consider in regard to our faith, but for purposes of a sermon, so you can walk away with something specific. We have two short faith challenges. I'm not going to tell you what they are here on the podcast. I want you to listen to the sermon, but we use scripture to help qualify those challenges. And then we give two faith promises, things that we have as guarantees in our faith. So we put the challenge out there and then we put the promise on top of that challenge. This is a sermon that's got a lot of, not not a lot of scripture as in we read a ton, you got a bunch to follow along, but we put a lot of underpinning in each of these spots, whether it's a challenge or a promise. And this is a message that I think you'll walk away ready to wrestle out what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And that'll be a good thing. In fact, that'll be a great thing. And that challenge is something we need to pick up often. So wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the audio version of Faith Challenged right here tomorrow. And if you like video, we have it available uh, several places, paulwhiteministries.com, of course, our Facebook page. We link the video from YouTube and our YouTube channel is PWM. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Okay. It's Saturday. Announcements out of the way. We're on our way to West Columbia, South Carolina. We'll be ministering tomorrow at the Crossroads World Outreach Center. Come see us if you can. We would love to meet you. In the meantime, as you're driving or you're cleaning your garage or you're shopping or you're running on the treadmill or whatever it is you're doing today listening to this podcast, 
Let's read some scripture. Mark chapter 3, verse 10, For he healed many, so that as many as had afflictions pressed about him to touch him. So we see something that becomes a very popular story about Jesus later, that that woman that reaches in to touch the hem of his garment, believing she could be healed if she could touch him. She's not alone in that. This begins here in Mark 3, people reaching out just to touch Jesus, so that by touching Jesus, she, uh, and, and that hem of the garment, by the way, is coming up in chapter 5. So for Mark, he's already got that in mind, for sure, that there's a specific story of a woman touching the hem of his garment. But here's a general story of people touching Jesus to be healed. Verse 11, and the unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, fell down before him and cried out, saying, you are the son of God. But he sternly warned them that they should not make him known. This is an interesting passage uh, for a couple of reasons. Let's start with the idea, first of all, that most of the crowds around Jesus are Jewish. The scriptures bear this out in each gospel. He he does have Gentiles approach him, and, and those stories stand out because they're Gentiles approaching him. But for the most part, it's a Jewish audience. Jesus is a Jewish man, and he's Interestingly, he's always meeting people, constantly meeting people in his ministry, possessed with evil spirits. We don't know, and I've said this before on this podcast, and we'll probably have to say it again, we don't know exactly what that looked like for Jesus. There's really strong evidence with the way some of these possession stories are told that the person was having a seizure or they were epileptic. And that when we talk about the spirit being cast out of them, that we could be talking about whatever is causing that seizure, that epileptic fit to be, they were healed. That was cast out. And that was that could be language that helps describe the indescribable. That why would this boy convulse this way? Why would he make these motions? Well, it must be something spiritual. And I don't want to down play the argument that it is spiritual because the text gives it to Jesus, that Jesus, he who can take care of both the physical and the spiritual, takes care of that. So I won't say it's not something or it is something. I will just try to be true to the text that says they were unclean spirits. And that is what it is. They are something that taints the the person. They they cause them to be less than they should. And Jesus comes against that. So you can call that a demon, you can and then try to define how it got in there or why. And I will I'll not argue with you, but I I will say Jesus can transform whatever is unclean about us. The glory of the story is not to try to figure out the hows and the whys. It's the who. It's Jesus. And whenever those unclean spirits saw Jesus, even they recognized him. You are the Son of God. The phenomenal thing in this verse that can be missed if you obsess over the unclean spirit. This is what bothers me. We obsess over trying to figure out the unclean spirit. How'd it get there? What is it? Where'd these come from? And we miss the point. The point is that when the unclean spirit came out, it was able to say what people were not even able to say. Jesus doesn't have people bowing in front of him, calling him the son of God. 
The scribes that have the scriptures aren't calling him the son of God. The Pharisees aren't calling him the son of God. As of this moment, his own disciples are not yet calling him the son of God. The unclean spirits are. So Jesus is recognizable in the realm of the spirit before he's recognizable in the realm of the flesh. That ought to tell us something about the nature of Jesus. And he sternly warned those spirits that they should not make him known. And for whatever reason... Jesus doesn't want to yet be revealed, uh, and I think it's because he's listening to his Father, walking this out with his Father. Now, the 12 apostles, whom we've already had an encounter with the disciples, those who are following Jesus, but we're, we're going to get down to a, a, a core, a, a, a closer-knit group, and that starts to get introduced in tomorrow's reading from the 13th verse. We'll do that tomorrow. Hope you have a great day. God bless.